There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This episode of Conversations on Dance is brought to you by Yumiko. Introducing Yumiko at Home. Post a picture or video wearing your favorite Yumiko and be entered to win a free piece. Just follow them on Instagram at Yumiko, tag them in your post, and use hashtag Yumiko at home. They are choosing a winner every Friday, so be sure to click over to their Instagram for all the details. Remember, you can shop online anytime at Yumiko.com. I'm Rebecca King Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance. This week on the pod, Rebecca and Michael fell out a Balanchine Masterwork tournament bracket to crown the ultimate Balanchine Ballet. In March, two students at Indiana University sent us an email. They were missing March Madness and decided to create a bracket for Balanchine Masterworks as a fun activity for the dance department. They were kind enough to share their brackets with us, so today we each fill out our bracket, share our results, and defend our choices. Follow along with us, visit conversationsondancepod.com to download the bracket and be sure to share your winner with us. Share your bracket on social media and tag us at Conversations on Dance. Hi, Michael. Hi, Rebecca. How's it going? Good. I'm getting to see you because now we're doing Zoom. We've switched methods of recording. We are now Zoom pods. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> only no it's just do you think the sound is better right I think the sound is better people can sound off let us know I think the sounds better and it's cool to be able to see each other and yeah it's easier because everyone has zoom right now as last week to... we did our first was that our first one was with Megan Lacron well so she's she will not have been released yet by the time this is out but we also did Trisha Albertson which has yes. been released right, so right, far right. um and that was really fun because we got to see Trish mm-hmm. love her that was fun. So we'll be doing more. We have two podcasts tomorrow. We're just potting all over the place. Mm-hmm. Well, honest. we actually, uh, you know, it was looking a little dire for a second because <laughs> we typically amass a number of podcasts through various gigs that we do. If it's Kennedy Center or um, we had a gig that fell through from a high profile Ivy League. Know. Are we allowed I, you know, to I don't say know that? a thing. No, it's not actually just- Ivy League. It's right, right below her. Okay. <laughs> Oh, but what's, what is an Ivy League definition? I think it's just a list of them, right? Well, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we did not go to one. <laughs> yeah. Well, a very, um, you know, prominent university had invited us out, and we were looking forward to getting some content from them. It's not that it's, you know, not going to happen, but it was one of the first things that uh, the coronavirus, that was the first time we felt any effect of it. Because it was canceled, well, that, and that was even before, right? Because the actual performers that we were going to be covering was were coming from China. from China, so that was like shut down before the U.S. even knew, like before we knew things were going to get really crazy. So yeah, that was the first thing that happened. So we did have 
of, you know, and, and we also had a lot of content lined up to discuss a lot of performances that were coming up. Um, right. That, of course, been put on hold. And some may never be released, unfortunately. And some may never be released. So that's a shame. Um, so, you know, we do want to say to our listeners, we know the past few weeks we've kind of just had like interview after interview. And um, we appreciate you bearing with us because, of course, you know, we do like to talk about timely things happening within the ballet world and things aren't happening so much yeah. right now. So we are trying to um, work within the boundaries that we have. We have a great episode coming out on Monday that we're super excited about. Um, so stay tuned for that. And then today we're kind of switching things up with something fun that we hope mm-hmm. everyone will enjoy. Don't you think it's funny just to think back and remember, I mean, I was aware, obviously we knew it was a big deal that our event got canceled and but, you know, we just, I didn't let myself go there. I just thought like, okay, it's China. It's oh, yeah. centralized in China. And, it, you know, even when it was in Italy, I just was thinking, you just have such like American exceptional, exceptionalism is just so driven into us. And you just are like, oh, well, it won't happen here. Well, then, I remember getting the news alert that was like, Italy shut down. I was like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that yeah. never happened in any world ever that I could imagine. Or I also just took it not very seriously. I thought it was, you know, I thought, okay, that's miserable, but they'll be inside for a couple of weeks and then you just come back out. Yeah. It just, you know, you don't think until those articles started pounding us when that first <laughs> yeah. week when it was like, how long will this be? Scientists say it's more likely to be months than weeks. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> and they keep extending it to, I think for like mental health, they're like, it's fine. Just a couple of weeks. And they're like, no, just a few more, just a few more. I do that. I'm fully Kimmy Schmidt right now. I do not <laughs> even think about going too deep into the future. It's just mm-hmm. like, what is, there's no point. I had a, 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 I went off on Facebook for a hot sec on this subject matter because I just think it's, I don't mean to be, um, inappropriately optimistic it's not that it's just these articles that come out and that are like will feeder ever recover i'm like i'm right. not a i don't accept that. i don't want i'm <laughs> a world where theater never recovers right um uh, you know or if we are then it i don't know we'll deal with it then but it just it seems really over the top and it, it well a it flies in the face of history because theater has always recovered Everything, no, right. I mean, Everything's the, always recovered. The plague shut down the globe in Shakespeare's day. Shakespeare didn't stop writing and, you know, everyone came back. Eventually the, the Spanish flu didn't end art, you know? it's So I think, yes, we can say it may be a very long time, but I just don't want to read another thing that's like, and then we may never be in a theater together ever, you know? No. I, I think that it'll be, you know, even saying if it that takes, for clickbait and that's what's yeah, going to. If it takes five years that I'm, that's, fine i just don't want to no it's not great of course it's not great but (laughs) but we just don't know none of us can unless you're a scientist and even scientists it's their job to um to sort of um be open to the uh variety of outcomes like that's why when you see a model it says these this is the range of deaths it's and they're it's crazy extreme it's Mm -hmm. like 300 or, or you know Three hundred thousand, sometimes. So, and um, when we don't hit those numbers, then we can say what we're doing is good, and we feel good about it. But more likely, people are going to be like, "See, we didn't need to do any of that." That's dark. Anyway, but anyways, (laughs) we got on a tangent. mm -hmm. So I just don't like. I don't think that it's healthy, unless the idea is that the media feels like they're responsible and they need to press impress upon us the importance of staying, you know, listening to shelter right. in place. But I think you can do that without saying that theater like, is not going to exist. Like, yeah, nothing to do with just <laughs> sounding such a, a, a horrible note. Like for me, when I go out, like, Oh, or using the word normal, like, will we ever return to normal? Mm-hmm. It make it really, I don't know. There's some sort of, maybe this is just me. Maybe other people, would feel differently but for me i think that it's a like when i go for my walk and i'm and i'm in a mask now it's like i it, it reminds i feel so much better just being outside and like even seeing other people in masks from six feet away 
Right. You, it's closer to normal than you feel. Like when you That's say, true. when when you, I think they abuse the word normal. Like if we in the fall or winter get to go sit in a theater with masks and we have to have our temperature taken before and maybe we sit like every other row, like, mm-hmm. is that amazing? No. But is it terrible? Um, I Better. think we'll all be okay. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. Well, so. And- and I'll be optimistic really... until I'm told until I'm proven not otherwise, you know, it's like, right. and then you deal with it then. Like, remember, think about if you told us weeks ago, I'm sorry, I interrupted you or I kept no. running my thought. It's okay. You know, Men, we just, we're going to get talk, to, you know? yeah, we're going to get to, <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> but think about if, if in week one, mm-hmm. we could see where we are now, it would oh. be awful, you know, but now we've gotten used to things. So it's like, New York, we're almost definitely not going to, I won't probably have see any change in my life um, until at least June, probably could be even July, frankly. So, but I remember when I went into quarantine, Evelyn and I specifically set like a long goal. We were like eight weeks. It's going to be at least, it's going to be eight weeks. Just set yourself up for eight weeks so that you're not disappointed every time that it doesn't get lifted. And now it's nine weeks but it'll be more than that. Like nine weeks is when it's set to expire. But Cuomo has already said that probably the only things that are going to happen are like manufacturing can open up state. Like that doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. You know, so oh it's my like God, my life. So yeah. It's not going to change for a long time. And well, I, I was to- just going to say that one, that one thing that like feels, I think feels better than the beginning of this is like now that we everyone has masks and people are taking it seriously and standing further apart. Even when you go out, like you're saying out in the street, it doesn't feel as scary. It feels more Mm -hmm. normal really because everybody's kind of, you know, taking it seriously. And, and you have a very specific um, connection to COVID-19, Michael. (laughs) That makes it sound like (laughs) you're, you're, you're making, you're humanizing COVID. It sounds like like my transition. Well, (laughs) It's just that today I, I found out, well, you know, just to preface this, it's not an announcement, but. Um, <laughs> well, but it's I, a little bit why we were gone for a while. Right. I was, I was very unwell and it was presumed that I was positive, but for COVID, but I couldn't get a test or it didn't make sense for me to get a test in the early days in New York. A, they were really difficult to come by and B, everyone was so panicked about the healthcare system being overwhelmed. It was very much just like, if you are sick and you are not dying, do not come to the hospital, stay home as long as you can manage your own care. And I was like, I'm fine. It was really deeply unpleasant. But there was no point in me going, if it wasn't going to change my course of care, why would I go in, infect healthcare workers that need to take care of people who really need it? And then, you know, nothing changes. So I didn't get a test. But then now the antibody tests are really prevalent in New York. And I know that there have been many an article, you know, saying that they're, they're, they're really problematic. And sure, by getting this test, I was not saying like, okay, now I have the test and now I just go run around and, and break all the rules. It was really just for peace of mind. So it's true. I got a positive test. It, you know, there, these tests have been known to give false positives, but being that I had these horrible symptoms and then... Um, and when they were, right? And when they were, yeah. So when I got the test, the doctor said, she was like, if this comes back negative, it's a false negative. There's no way that in the third week of March, when COVID tests were 59% positive in New York City, mm-hmm. that you had fever, headache, chills, cough, and lack of, t- of um, taste. taste and smell. There wasn't just some other virus that was like going around and get, hitting people with that. Right. right. At, at that, in, that, <clears throat> in that week. So anyway, so I got the positive test. So now it's just like I can breathe a little easier knowing that I most, most likely had it. Right. And so I don't have to panic when I'm about, well, and then the other thing is, you know, people are like, well, reinfections haven't been totally ruled out. Yes, of course. We, we, it's just, we don't know a lot about it, but there was some good news today that the, one of the reasons why people kept saying the reinfections haven't been ruled out is because South Korea had a number of possible reinfections, but they've now concluded 
within the past day or two that those were all false positives. Oh, so interesting. That's the thing. Even the like those aren't antibody tests. Those would have been those the normal the swab. Ones, yeah. Even those can render false negatives, false positives. So it's just like we're in such a, a learning curve period, and um, you know everything's a disaster. But I've I've felt like I can rest a little easier knowing that I didn't just unnecessarily have a twelve day long illness, un- totally unrelated to this, and I still have to go out and, and, and in a full blown panic. Yeah. Well, Mikey, we're glad you're doing well. Yes. And we're glad you're healthy. So that was why we were gone for a short time in March. (laughs) Um, And so we're glad to be back. Mm -hmm. We'll get off the doom and gloom for now. What do you think? All right. Yeah, well, we can. um... (laughs) Um, One thing we did want to talk talk about, we were saying that on Monday we have a great episode coming up. And we're also working on last episode, we asked people to get in touch Mm -hmm. with us to talk about teaching and taking classes on Zoom. Um, We've gotten lots of feedback. We would love to have it continue to come in. I started the Google Doc today of the points that we're going to cover, and it is quite long, but it's great because I really am enjoying – we're enjoying seeing all of these um, comments coming in with people with tips and tricks that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think hopefully if we can help compile those, we'll be talking to three different people, um, combining it into one episode because we don't want to make it a panel digitally because it will be too much talking over each other, mm-hmm. but we will kind of do three separate interviews and combine them um, together in one episode. So, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on um, wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, um, Spotify, or send us a DM, send us an email, let us know what you're thinking about um, the experience of teaching and taking class on Zoom, and we will add that to our conversation. Yes, we're really looking forward to that episode. We're going to have three different guests, right? Yep. Three different guests. So... Um, yeah, it's going to be an exciting, it's as close to an, a panel as we can approximate. Um, but yeah, we're looking forward to that moment. Um, but for Thank today, you. we have like just a little lighter moment for us. Um, yes. we, we got this, I think, when I was sick. Um, we uh, Two dancers um, who are at Indiana University sent us a like the Mar- it's March Madness, right? Isn't that what- yeah, it's March Madness. So we don't know much about the sports, but we're going to go with this. <laughs> so March Madness, yeah. Brackets, but with Balanchine Ballets. So shout out to Jack and Liz. Jack mm-hmm. and Liz, everyone, are the masterminds of this amazing bracket. So yeah, great. And it, they did us dirty. Some of these... Uh, how dare you make us choose (laughs) it's a very sophie's choice moment for a lot of these things um just like straight out of the gate too they come with first ones oh my gosh so we do want to make this interactive though so we um are going to discuss this bracket michael and i have both filled it out separately Mm -hmm. and we're going to share our um winner and going through the whole thing right here right now but if you want to follow along if you want to fill it out yourself we're going to have it on our website conversationsondancepod.com we're also going to put it on social media we're going to put it on our instagram story you can screenshot it fill it out send it to us and be sure to thank jack and liz at indiana university for this (laughs) yeah i'm excited i want to post uh, like on my personal social media too just to see i feel like now as i look over it i'm like i really want everyone to fill this out it's so fun no, but it was super fun. Do you feel satisfied with yours? I kind of, I maybe hate mine. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't hate mine. I have, so I was going to tell you, I have starred places and the stars mean, how dare you make me choose between yeah. these two ballets? <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I don't even know. I don't know that I didn't end up with my favorite ballet in the middle. <laughs> my favorite ballets got close to the middle. I don't yeah. know. It surprised me. Funny. I can't wait to see where well, you end up with this. I mean, of course, this is always the hard thing, right? That it's just like, of course, you can't pick a favorite ballet. That doesn't exist. No, it doesn't exist. Um, so I end up with a ballet that I love, love, love. Same. But did you have a standard that you came up with? This was like, this is like RuPaul. It's like, are you getting eliminated based on <laughs> the the lip sync or your overall performance. That's what I feel. Okay. So I have a few different rules that I use and guidelines for my personal self. I also want to mention that I did this in pencil because I did a lot of erasing because Mm. I second guess myself. 
And I have notes on here as to how I came up with each thing. There were some moments, very rarely did I allow myself to say it's a, because it's a ballet I like to perform. I was trying to go oh, more so okay. from the audience. And I also I kind of was that. too. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's I, go through it. mostly was. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's start out. I already hate this first choice. <laughs> so top left corner you're starting We're looking with, right? top left corner. So 32. And- see, I asked my husband before this. I was like, what do we... Do we call it, is it like seeds? Or he's like, yeah. So you say the 32nd seed is like, okay, whatever. I don't know. That's how it works. We don't know. We don't know basketball things. It's okay. All right. So first choice is between. Sonatine and Tchaikovsky Piano Concerto Number 2, a.k.a. Ballet Imperial. Mm -hmm. Um, It's easy. No. Sonatine is like one of my favorite gems, like Balanchine, uh, underappreciated gems. It's so good. Like I. I just love it, and I did have to pick PC two because of it's, it's a tower masterpiece. Good. But yeah. I love Sonatine. I hate that I had to choose between it. Um, I I chose PC two as well. And then for the seventeenth seed, <laughs> <laughs> the one the one next down, like this was easy. Allegro Brilliant versus Chacon. Allegro. Duh. Same. Duh. Okay, I'm right. Did we move down, down then? Yeah. Wait. Yeah, I think we keep. Let's go all the way down all the outside first, right? Okay. And then start moving in. Is that right? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. okay. Then we have Western versus Brahms. Mm-hmm. I picked Brahms. So I chose Western only because I'm not super familiar with Brahms. Brahms is really beautiful. Really, really. Yeah. It's like four separate ballets in one ending in this big Suzanne Farrell-led romp. Yeah. Um, that's great. So I picked so- Brahms. And I just feel like Western, like I have to just go with like epic finale just because mm-hmm. it's a I mean, great balancing finale. No one else knew how finale. to do it like him, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. So we were, we missed that. I chose Western. All right. Mm-hmm. Next one. Fortis versus Union Jack. Fortis, duh. I mean, yeah, Union duh. Jack, it has, it has some moments. I saw it for the first time in the fall, first time in a long time in the fall. I did the Royal Navy section for my workshop. But, mm-hmm. and it's, it's incredible. It's the largest ballet in the rep. It's incredible to watch Balanchine move 80 people on stage. Mm-hmm. But it's a very, it's a strange ballet. It, it I don't know. It, I, I appreciate the craft, but it, it's low on the list of favorites for me. What's interesting that you just brought that up and we'll go th- find that again later. I had another situation where we had like, like and I guess it's similar with um, PC two and Sonatine, like a potata versus just strategically moving all those bodies on stage and creating a <laughs> vision with it. You know, so it's right. like that made made it a little hard for me to. And we'll find a few of those moments like that. But I agree, four T's. I'm with you 100. Uh, percent. Um, then we have Square Dance versus Comer Music. Um, Comer Music's great, but Square Dance is it. So. Duh. Duh. <laughs> Dude, then, this is great. We've only missed one so far. We're the same. So then we have Chaipa versus Barocco. Again, Chaipa, lovely, you know, wonderful. But, you know, it, it, Barocco for it, days. the shadow of Barocco is long. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not happening for, I mean, for most ballets. Any ballet yeah. would be lucky to be beat by Barocco. Totally. That's true. The next uh, one I have starred, and this is my ultimate i have two hard. two ultimate how dare you this was my first of two <laughs> this one was really 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 hard to choose from mm, i'm curious but yeah that this was rubies and duo was really yeah that was one of my hardest ones too rubies is super special but so is duo i mean rubies i chose duo me too okay, okay. Yeah, that one was so hard i couldn't decide but duo it, is so perfect yeah it's a perfect ballet and it felt like a little bit for me i was able to have justice for sonatine because it's a similar setup there okay you know a couple with the the piano and well i mean there's violin and duo as well but you know that sort of intimate part of the work so yeah. i felt like i i needed to go with duo it's a perfect ballet Hashtag justice for Sonatine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, right. there's been some really good, I love this now, but this is going to, slight tangent, but That's okay. now there's this thing where people do justice for a blank album for these big megastars who 
basically their flop albums of the past right. or not necessarily flops, but um, it started with Mariah justice for glitter. <laughs> but um, today Madonna's bedtime stories is number one on iTunes, something like 26 years after it came out and it was what? successful in its time. But um, so it's like these fans, these like crazy fans start these campaigns justice for whatever album. And it's kind of fake because album sales are so in the gutter now. Sure. So you can affect it pretty easily if it, like everyone bands together on a Thursday. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, so, but it is a cute thing, even if it's that is cool. I like know, it. not as meaningful as it used to be. Well, so yeah, justice no. for bedtime stories. Um, anyway, and Sonatine. <laughs> and Sonatine. We'll get Sonatine right. to number one. There you um, go. Next one. Where am I? Uh, diamonds versus Ballot. I chose Diamonds. Same. Duh. Yeah. I mean, Duh. a religious experience, yeah. that finale. All okay, right. So the go. next one. Oh, we got to go stage left. Okay. Stage left. Midsummer versus Swan Lake. That was easy for me. Midsummer is a, is my favorite full length. It's the only like the only story ballet I enjoy. <laughs> That's not it's true. Same, I like and it's the perfect. It's so perfect. Like he just yeah. tells the story beautifully, mm-hmm. and it's just so good. And it still has like an insane, awesome finale, as per Balanchine usual. And mm-hmm. Vertimento's like a gem within a ballet. It's like. Right. It's heaven. One thing I enjoy is, you know, that Balanchine quote that I, or I think it's people misuse it or or I'm not going to say it correctly, but the idea is there. It's that there are no mother-in-laws in in ballet, meaning you shouldn't uh, attempt to tell a story that is complicated because you can't, Mm -hmm. it's very hard to to tell with no words. And then he flips it and goes and tells a super complicated story like Midsummer. Yeah. It's just, you would never misunderstand what was happening. No. Uh, then we had Raimonda versus Prodigal. Um, this is where I'm going to commit a crime. <laughs> I, I, Prodigal isn't my favorite. It's uh-huh. just, it's just not. Yeah. I know. I understand it's a masterpiece, and of course, it exhibits Balanchine's genius. But mm. it's just not something that I would want. It's pretty low on my list of ballets, like Desert Island ballets from Balanchine. Right. Sure. Um, so, so I picked Ramona, which a lot of people is, think is fluff, but I, I stand. I stand. <laughs> so I did go with Prodigal only mostly because I'm not as familiar with it. I never danced it, but I mean, I've seen it obviously. But I just think that it's so iconic mm-hmm. and he it created iconic. something iconic with that. And like Raimonda is, as much as I enjoyed dancing Raimonda, Right, exactly. I just find it a little fluffy. And I think for the audience, sometimes it can get like a little too much, Mm -hmm. you know? So anyways, that was a little, I kind of went back and forth. I wasn't totally sure what to do with that one, but all right. Agree to disagree. And now we come to like two of my least favorite. (laughs) Oh my God. I know. I was like, oh God, I don't know. Well, yeah, I was like, can't we trade something for maybe they did this on purpose jack and liz let us know (laughs) Um, this is firebird versus episode and firebird by all accounts is not the same ballet it was when it was this huge hit with maria tall chief he he you know brought it back for several different ballerinas definitely gelsey and karen and i think there was someone else in there too maybe violet yeah but it was i mean it was a ballet that was always in rep but um, I think it's just in its present form, it's a, it just doesn't pack that much of a wallop. You, I mean, it's great to see a star in it. I saw Mearns, Sarah Mearns do it this winter and she was stunning, but it's just, uh, in terms of ba- balancing ballets are so there's never fluff, you know, it's always just like high quality steps and architecture and genius. And this is kind of like, I want to see more right. going on. So it's not my fave. Okay. So what'd you um, choose? Firebird? No, I, what did I, wait, <laughs> I chose episodes, which is mm. episodes is my least favorite leotard ballet. And again, yeah. it's like, you can see that it's balancing, you know, he's genius. Like he right. took pots and pans and made a, a good ballet to it. 
Totally. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely true. I went with Firebird only just because I feel like iconic with the costumes, Chagall. Oh, like the Chagall's the, incredible. Yeah, and I just think kind of like the combination of all of that was, it's like important. That makes it important, you know? Yeah. This, so I went I went ahead there with mm-hmm. that. No. Yeah. I, I could see either one. I didn't really have feelings, except that I was annoyed that this decision was... Uh, I had to choose between two things I didn't like when I, everything else is just two things that I love. Love. <laughs> um, so then we have theme and stars. I pick theme. Same. Of course. I mean, stars I mean, is fantastic. Again, you have sure. the, the ending that's just brilliant. Um, great finale. But like theme and variations, just again, perfection continues mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. The source versus emeralds. This was hard for me. And again, mm-hmm. people, I know that probably people are, very quick to write off La Source. And sure. I hate that because I love La Source. Don't look at me like that. Yeah. <laughs> I just um, think it's no fun to be in unless you're a principal as well. I think it's great to watch. Yeah. But I just, no, like, I just as think a core like, member, it's like, eh. It's just so funny. When people talk about balance valleys that are fluff, like La Source or Raymonda or Faust, I'm just like, are you looking at the steps? The steps are great. Sure. And right. No, of course. I think there's, well, there's a different, you know, a different um, meaning to fluff and balancing versus fluff right. and anything else, I think. Well, I guess like it's light, certainly. Um, but, you know, I don't need like something to end in tragedy <laughs> for it to be, or like right. to beat me over the head with how highbrow it is sure. um, to enjoy it. Um, okay, so then we have Stravinsky. Wait, you didn't tell me what oh, you chose. Oh, okay, I chose Emerald still. Uh, oh, so <laughs> Emerald, same, Emerald is like, I know, I keep using the word special. I need to broaden my vocabulary. But Emerald is unique in the balancing canon. I don't think there's another yes. ballet like it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put, on the other hand, La Source and Raimonda in the same like pink ballet boat. Right. Um, but Emerald is just really unusual. Um, one of only two times he used Faré, the the composer, and the second time I'm not super familiar with Ballad, and um, it's not performed very frequently at all. It was revived when I was at SAB for the Balanchine celebration in 2004, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not done too often. It's the other ballet that he made for Meryl after Ballo. So for me, Emeralds was, I mean, obviously it's fantastic, but it was my hashtag justice for rubies moment. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. For sure. something like, from I mean, Jules I do love it. To move forward. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we got diamonds here, yeah. but but and then emeralds. So it's like we got two of the two thirds. Pretty good. All right. So then we have Stravinsky Rallying Concerto versus Slaughter, which again Stravinsky, you know, no no tea no shade for Slaughter because <laughs> I think Slaughter is so fun. Yeah, um, it's great. As a dancer, it was always kind of a bummer when it was programmed because it's. That that's light. That's um, it's so fun to dance, but it needs right. to be on a program with like with Stravinsky, Hard stuff. with Stravinsky, yeah, totally. and then I don't know PC two, like something that you're gonna like get your your meat and potatoes, and then you can have a you know a souffle at the end. Right, <laughs> that's definitely true. I yeah, remember Stravinsky for sure. There, if I remember it being on a program that dances at a gathering, and that was a little dark for the rest of the company. <laughs> like if you weren't in dance, that was one of the worst programs slaughter. of my life. Yeah, that's all I did. We loved, and I was and second it, cast, and it was so fun to dance. I love doing the chorus. sure, but it can't I, just be your only thing you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not. Ha- I was sad when I was taken out of it because then I had to do cops every show, which is. Asking me to do double torch to the right a hundred thousand times. And then what do you call that when you roll through your body, body roll? <laughs> that was painful. That was really, that was, that goes oh, under my biggest flops. And a oh flop God. is what I did literally on my belly. Anyway, we love slaughter, but it, it can't hold a candle to Stravinsky or Concerto. No. Then this was uh, very high on my list of things I don't want to pick between. And it's, I know that other people would be very fast to dump Laval's, but um, Laval's versus Symphony in Three, those are like two super special ballets for me, like personally. And I always loved Laval's even before I had danced it. But I just think you feel so beautiful on stage. And that music, it's my favorite music. 
um, is just so rapturous and you just, it takes you, it puts you in a different world on stage. And it is so different from his other works too. It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess not from all of his other works, but it just feels like it's like a kind of a story mm-hmm. more so. And it's, but it's still sort of abstract. I don't know. It's a, it's a real gem. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went symphony in three on this one. Yeah. I, I had to, it's just like, the yeah. three is so complex it was hard. and brilliant. Um, but I remember Laval's like, I was just so in love with when I was at the school, I hadn't seen the ballet and I was very in love with Janie Taylor as a dancer. Um, and I would just look at photos of her in Laval's and it just like, mm-hmm. I already, you got a, a sense of, of a world that was going to be created, but I had no idea what it was going to be. And I would just, I would listen to the music and I'd like look mm-hmm. at the photos and imagine. And I was just so excited. It was like my most anticipated thing for the celebration. Oh. And then when I saw it, I was just like, at the end comes like a gut punch. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you feel like you, you, the adrenaline you get watching that happen is just nuts. So Do you know what I'm realizing? I'm not sure I've ever seen the Vols because mm. I did it every time. Oh, Janie was, oh my God. Oh, I bet. I've seen, I think there's been some clips out there of her doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Future so. friend of the pod as well. Janie Future Taylor friend of the pod. coming soon. Janie. On the calendar to record with her. Yes. <laughs> so we both do right. Symphony in Three, but we also yep. stand the balls. Anyways, um, <laughs> then we have Hive, Divertimento, and Vienna Waltzes. Um, both of these, well, I mean, Vienna's a major ballet in a sense. It's, it's again, I think it's either tied with Union Jack or it's on, they're on the same level. They use everyone in the company. Right. And it was the biggest box office hit in New York City Ballet for years. So uh, audiences love it. And obviously it's created an iconic role for many ballerinas who are in the, the winter of their careers to sort of bow out with. Um, it's a great ballet. It's, um, it w- isn't super high on my list either, but high if is, is also great. But see, this mm-hmm. is what happened. So I saw, you know, New York City Ballet did a revival this year. It yeah. had been out of rep since the uh, first Balanchine celebration in the early 90s. Um, and it's a role, it was made from Maria Tallchief and it has a lot of like the Balanchine um, hallmarks, like a man, you know, searching for something, but it's not explicit what it is. Mm-hmm. And then a woman as sort of like a muse figure who leaves. But then it has all these other like really random stuff that's never seen in other Balanchine ballets. Um, mm-hmm. There's a core of four couples and everyone has their a little breakout moment. Like oh, it, it's a short ballet. It'd just be like if in square dance, all of a sudden, you know, one by one, everyone had a little solo. So, um, and, and kind of unusual point work things and stuff that you don't see again in another ballet. So I did appreciate that, but nonetheless, I went with Vienna. Vienna. Same. Okay. All right. So then we're Woo-hoo! going to. That was exhausting. And we have so much more to go. Okay. So much more, but we've covered a lot of the. Yeah. A lot of now, the basics. So far. Yeah. Good. So then our next part of the bracket mm-hmm. <laughs> um so we have our winner from um our previous round pc2 versus faust mm-hmm. um i went pc2 on PC2, this one obvi yeah. yeah i mean faust is great faust um you know if you have a great ballerina like a suzanne farrell or a Jeanette delgado then you're set um it can be less interesting without a star in it not i don't mean a star like a name I mean right. someone who can illuminate a role. Sure. Um, okay, so we got PC2. I mean, let's just spoiler. PC2 makes it really far. Duh. Oh, maybe not for you? Well, we're, that's what we're okay. going to discuss. That's All right. We've got to discuss. Yeah, I just... All right. Yeah, that was a hard the, one for me. That's later, but yeah, fine. So okay. now we have Allegro, <laughs> Allegro versus Who Cares. What did you think? I went Allegro, duh. Duh. I know people, but I also want to take a second to defend who cares because cares. I think it's, no, but I hear so many people trash it. No, people think stop that. Yeah. What? I don't know. Maybe a lot of people have had bad experiences with it and I don't really understand. Oh, like dancing think, it? Well then. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I just, I think it's, I think it's so fun to dance. It's um, yeah. that opening and then the five boys dance is just so great and i love all the paradas i did the first one you did which one did you do the fourth 
the of the um, da, da, five da, people. Da, 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 da. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was always. Don't you love dancers? Are so weird. I wonder. It would be funny to know if the artistic staff thought anything about this. But remember how they we used to think that certain um, paradas were more better. Like not like that we wanted to dance them more, but that the staff was picking people based. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we always thought that the fourth one was the like the fierce one, the, the important one. Right. Um, and then I always thought Whoa. the third one was kind of the dumpiest one. <laughs> um, and then Daniel Applebaum said, oh, no, of course not. The fifth one is the one <laughs> they put the people they hate in. And they made up a song for it. Oh, now sing it. And it goes, we're in the middle because our part's the worst. <laughs> yes, our part's the worst. That's why we're in the middle. We're <laughs> I have heard that before. It's so yeah. Good. No, but the thing is, all the parts, parts are the worst. They're, they're all great. It's just like silly the things great. we do right. from a competitive standpoint totally. or like, a, you know, being crazy about if artistic yeah. staff. I did um, Man I Love in one, like, my, when I was a student, but it was just oh, like yeah. the most fun pas de deux. Yeah. It's, I think that's one of my top five balancing paws. So that oh, already. Oh my god! Of course. Makes yeah, it that's hard. Oh, I take. love that. Yeah. All right. So then we've got. Um, oh, this is where we diverged because I had Western from the previous round, and then versus Apollo, and you had I what? Have Apollo Brahms. And Brahms. Who won? Apollo. Apollo. Okay, we're back yeah. on track. We're back on track. Back on track. Yeah. <laughs> back to green on everything. I mean, I'm Apollo, curious. Apollo is a masterpiece, but it's it's one that I love. <laughs> Um, like, I know it, it's from the same era as Prodigal, but it's like Apollo gets under my skin. Like when the, it feels like there, it feels like a ritual, like it's religious in the beginning, like just those simple strings. And if you see a great cast, if you see a Renan Cerdero, a Renan, Richard, I was going to say, Richard Delgado and Jeanette Delgado. Ugh, heaven. I'm really fascinated for your next one. We're on, on the same page with this. Okay. Ortiz and then yeah. Nutcracker. I mean, I went with the obvious pick, but again. What's the I, obvious I, pick? I, have, I think the obvious pick is um, Portis. I mean, Portis is like, if people were making a top 10 list, it's like it's Portis would never be off it. Of course not. However. So, but we stand Nutcracker and Dewdrop is maybe the single greatest um balancing choreography yeah. i well, mean okay, so we have to look at the whole thing right the body of work mm-hmm. nutcracker as much as we've done it a million times over it it a is a perfect ballet yeah. it really is he tells the story beautifully it's clean it's clear and everything especially like snow scene divertissement everything mm-hmm. is perfect the choreography but the storytelling in the beginning too um i think it's it's great. So yeah. I picked four T's, but I regret it. <laughs> I definitely went with Nutcracker. That's right. You should regret it. I went with Nutcracker for sure. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I just felt really passionate about that and I wanted to share. <laughs> okay, I really no, I, but I support. Amazing. I do yeah. support. Um, Good. It was hard. It was very hard for me. The next one, I'm curious what you think. I think I know what you <laughs> picked, but it's hard because it's two classics. You have Symphony and C and Square Dance. I went symphony and C. Oh, wow. You but you know, that. that's my own personal angst that square dance hurts my body and I can't dance it. Oh. It's my own problems. Right. No, but let me say, I'm actually going to defend it. I'm going to defend it that it doesn't have to do with me. Audience it does have wise. to do with you. You no, just want me to tell our podcast audience that you did all four movements one day back to back to back to back. <laughs> I didn't want you to tell them that, but while we're talking about it. Um, no, I think that Symphony and C from like the audience perspective is so much more of a like right. powerful. I think that's, you know, no, Square I Dance know. kind of falls into that category of a little bit hard, not harder to understand, but, you know, it's just more technique and more heavy on the. Perfect. No, I know. it's great. I know I'm not BJ, saying it's bad. 
this was a star of how dare you make me choose again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it was a really rough one. I think the ultimate rough one is coming up on stage left at later. But oh I, my god, yeah, you know number eleven, <laughs> number eleven. Yes. How dare they? The number eleven is coming for us. <laughs> okay, all right. So let's keep okay. going through this. We got so you picked BZ, I picked Square Dance. Okay, we're moving on. Right. Uh, Baroque versus Don's Concertant. Don's Concertant is a ballet I wasn't super familiar with. I had seen Same. it, but then it was back in rep this year. And a friend of the pod, Dion Applebaum, did his debut, and it was so great. Oh, I, yeah. It's a lovely ballet. It's and I actually I think it would have been such a great fit for Miami City Ballet back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. It's it has little pas de trois, um, and it just it reminded me of things we would have done. Like Edward, you really love to like shine up an old gem like that, like something that yeah. was you know yeah. not done so often. Um, so but Avi, we picked Broco. Duh, Broco. Baroque, it's so hard to pick, but like when you think, I mean, Balanchine said his most musical ballet was Stravinsky, but I think maybe his most musical ballet is Baroque. How could it's it not just, be with the first string, second string? I mean, yeah, it's just so beautiful. It's just like or you first violin, second violin, sorry. <laughs> you can't think of any, any other step that would be more perfect for those notes, you know? Totally. All right. So our next one is Vols Fantasy, and then we both chose Duo. Duh. Moving on. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, we got we got to move. <laughs> yeah, start accumulating some momentum because we, I could yeah. really analyze details all day. But yeah, false fantasy, love it. I've done both versions. Work. <laughs> um, but duo, yes. Duo um, for all the earlier reasons we listed. Mm-hmm. Uh, diamonds versus divert. This is another hard one. What did you go with? Diamonds. Okay, it was hard for me. I went Personal. with, I, yeah, see, this is where it goes back and it's forth. It's hard like, to not be like, personal about it. I mean, well, honestly, I didn't even think of it like, yeah, Divert was this really special ballet for me to dance. And I I did it so many times in my career. So that was lucky. But honestly, Diamonds has a really special place in my heart because that finale when you're on stage with everyone is so amazing. And I only got to do that my first year in the company or second year. So it's like, Second year. so yeah, I felt it wasn't just an easy, obvious decision for me, but no, it wasn't. What'd you go with diamond? I went with divert. Divert. Yeah. All right. Um, so then we have our midsummer, which we already chose together. And then Agon. what'd you go okay. with? Hey, I'm, I, I want to know what you went with. Uh, I'm just so not familiar with Agon, unfortunately, but I went with Midsummer for all the reasons we said before, because it's like a full body of work, you know? Surprise. I did too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, it's okay. just like, it's also like, then you have, I started thinking about what's represented and like, I've I, I, obviously like certain, like Stravinsky and somebody in three, we're going to get, and Baroque, like far. my Leotard Ballets were going far. So yeah. I could I could represent for a different We need a full length ballet to represent. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay, um, Prodigal versus Mozartiana. Oh, had, but you didn't choose Prodigal. You did Raimonda. I had Ramonda versus, versus Mozartiana. And I picked Ramonda. I went with Prodigal, so I stayed with that. Okay. Same pick. Now we're on to again, <laughs> left with another choice I don't care that about. I don't care for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have Capelia versus Firebird. I have Capelia versus Episodes. I went with Capelia. Girl, I literally looked ahead and was like, oh, I have to choose Firebird because I can't choose Capelia. <laughs> but I never did like the MCB Capelia. You didn't do the MCB Capelia. No, oh, that was, was the year you were gone. OBT. It was yeah, and Balanchine's Capelia is it is love. <laughs> it's really lovely. I'm sure it is. It's just you yeah. know I, the thing is honestly, I just think the story is silly, and I don't. I'm not into yeah. the story really. It's just like no. an old. It's it's a little too hard to like mm-hmm. go with. So, so I went with right. Capelia grudgingly. All right. Um, then disagree. we have theme versus Donizetti. Theme and obviously, obviously. I mean, theme is just like those those Balanchine two two ballets. It's Balanchine Tchaikovsky. It's just like you're gonna lose by yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh, but Donizetti, oh Donizetti goes in the sort of like fluff category. La Source, Donizetti, mm-hmm. Raimonda, but yeah. but they are I still great. I support them wholeheartedly, and I I hate that they. I feel like they sometimes get some flack from people for not. Don't ask Donizetti to be, you know, four T's. Just let no. Donizetti be Donizetti be, and yeah, be great. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Exactly. 
another hard one for it's two not so major ballets, but two ballets that we love Scotch Symphony and Emeralds. Emeralds for sure for me. I, I went with Scotch. I had a feeling you were going to. I know you really love it. I like it too, but I, I just think I had a not so hot experience with it. And, and I never saw it. Again, another one I didn't see because I was always in it. So it is so, hard to judge. Yeah. I, I mean, I've just, I've had some, like, I mean, seeing Mira, new friend of the pod, Mira Nidon in it was really special. Like, that's just one of my favorite performances honestly ever i it was so magical and um the clip of suzanne in it like the the performance where she's in at the edinburgh festival and then the wind kicks up in the finale and she's just doing a menage with her her skirt flying in her face it's just super magical Mm, so i we love that ballet um then we come to this isn't fair it's a titan versus um a wonderful but short slider work mm-hmm. it's stravinsky versus tarantella i love tarantella mm-hmm. but it's not gonna go stravinsky. against stravinsky i know that was so that was a similar one for me that was like rubies versus duo or sonatine versus pc2 it's like mm-hmm. the pot of the, it's just it was mm-hmm. it's hard we love tarantella but stravinsky it is i've told you that um, i told the story about how when i did tarantella and lordis and edward introduced me when I was a student. Oh yeah. Tell the story. Yeah. Tell it. We got time. Well, I, had, uh, probably, I think I've already told it on the pod though before probably. Go ahead. But it was, you introduced it. Yeah. It's like, again, this is when you have to just go with what, what the ballet's actual value is. Cause I could, it, the Tarantella does have a special place for me because I did it um, in for a uh, balancing centennial performance and they were, had tons of other, uh, like great balancing dancers doing lectures and interviews and then lots of performances, but SAB was doing different selections and Edward came out. Lourdes, I think did a short interview with him about his time with balancing. And then they together, they introduced me and my partner mm-hmm. for the performance, which is just like, it's just one of those funny life moments to so be like, crazy. like if I had known both of my future artistic directors were, presenting me really crazy yeah i love that Mm -hmm. um this is the one this is the one that how dare you dark and i think jack and liz i'll tell you (laughs) (laughs) um uh, so serenade v symphony in three yeah rude uh (laughs) two of balancing so hard ballets you know what'd you go with i went I surprised myself. I started filling everything out, Serenade, and then I went back and changed it to Symphony in Three. I changed it to Symphony in Three too. Wow! Wow! I know. I I definitely have um, eraser marks right there. I think it's so. Here's why. Here's why. Serenade will continue to be a wonderful ballet, whether it's in our bracket moving forward or not. It doesn't need us. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. that we're, <laughs> we need to support Symphony in three, we're though. So, we're so influential. <laughs> we're just like no. single-handedly ensuring that Symphony in three has a, a life beyond, beyond 2020. Good. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it was like that was – that this is one now I'm flipping it and it's like now it did kind of get personal because it's like that was yeah. really Miami City Ballet's calling card the whole time we were there. Yeah. It was the ballet that we all felt united by and that mm-hmm. we did everywhere. It's the ballet I performed most mm-hmm. of my whole life. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. for sure, by far. Oh my god. Yeah. And and way more on tour than anywhere else. Yes. Like when And we did we both of tour, them in there. New York. Yes. Um both we times. did it both times, Symphony and mm-hmm. Three. We didn't do Serenade the other time, but the, both times those two. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, like I just think like, then it feels dumb because it's like Serenade is just amazing, the easiest thing to like you know, <laughs> if you put a gun to my head and you said what's Balanchine's best value, you could it'd be very easy to just say Serenade. Right. That's what I mean. It's predictable. So we're being unpredictable. So, yeah, we with did the that. Symphony wow. Three choice. Look it up. Okay. Then um, Vienna versus Liebeslieder. I picked Liebeslieder. Vienna. Oh. Oh, okay. Liebeslieder okay. is so beautiful. Um, I'm not familiar with it. That's probably the only reason why. Mm-hmm. You would love it. It's just like 
it's sort of like videos. it looks pretty i mean it's sort of like they're super different ballets so it's mm-hmm. kind of a weird comparison maybe but like balancing dances um it's just intimacy and tenderness and um it's not necessarily super steps focused doesn't mean that it's right. not beautiful and um that you're or that it's dull you know it's just um it's the like the the intimacy that makes it beautiful um and you know like it starts with the them in uh, a little heel and then they go on into point shoes for the second mm-hmm. half and balancing the the first section is the dancers dancing and the second section is their souls which is funny because it's like beautiful. he also said you know I, just, I love how much of a man of contradictions balancing was. But he, he also said, I'm not interested in souls. Soul is a very difficult thing to see. Well, that's so, true. Yeah. That's definitely so. true. All right. This was my like number one hardest one for sure. Oh, coming up? Okay. Yeah. It's, it, was, it was pretty hard. PC2 but, v Allegro. Yeah. So this was where it's like Allegro – when I think about my favorite things to perform might be it. hundred percent. It's just like, never was it just not like so intoxicatingly magical and wonderful. And ugh, I mean, we talk about balancing finale steps, but just like from the gift wrapping, actually when the men, like my favorite part was like, the men, we come out for our repeat of our section. Mm-hmm. You know, ladies have just done their PKs off. Men come out for the yep. repeat. So tickly sad assembly. Or so tay assembly. The repeat going PK and a step chate and PK step chate. So tay, run to the corner. Gesture for your ladies to come. And then the oh, music so keeps good. building there. And it's like you do <sighs> shenny, shenny, shenny to the floor. Ugh. It's just the best. Like I just remember like running forward and holding your lady in the arabesque as the curtain comes down and just like, ugh, feeling so accomplished so and amazing. Ugh, no, I, I mean, I chose Allegro. I, my two most, like if you were to ask me what were your favorite ballets to perform, it would be PC2 and Allegro, like by mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. And so this was especially hard for me, but I had to go Allegro for all the reasons you literally just said. Did you go PC2 hey, then? then? funny. I went PC2 because yeah. I flipped it like to your, like, sort of like your Bizet reasoning. It's just like, PC2 is just such a masterpiece on an epic grand scale that is inimitable. And it's like, you know, I just okay. think every little section of it is so, um, like, and it's just indelible every moment. And, you know, yeah, I don't know. I picked PC2 because it's okay. so. There was no wrong answer. There yeah, there was no wasn't. Answer there. Um, um, Apollo versus Fortis. You have Apollo versus Nutcracker. I went Nutcracker. I'm going deep on my. No, I, I get it. I would have picked. <laughs> I would have picked Nutcracker against Apollo, but I had Fortis. So I kept Fortis. Okay, I can see that. Fortis um, deserves to go far for sure. I let yeah. her leave too soon. Maybe I know it's it's hard. I mean, well, we just hard. dumped Serenade in the first time. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. Like. All right. Um, Symphony and C. I have Symphony and C versus Barocco. You have Square Dance versus Barocco. Where'd you land? Um, Barocco. Good. We're back on track. Barocco for me as well. Back together again. Um, Now, this is going to, this is hard. Duo versus Divert. Uh, I picked Divert, but I don't actually know that that's true. (laughs) That's wrong. I'm sorry. No, I'm going to switch it back, actually. No, I am. I switched it. To Duo? Yeah. So I had Duo versus Diamonds, and I went Diamonds. Okay. Again, really, really hard, hard decision. Mm-hmm. All right. What do, what do we got? Stage left. Midsummer versus Raimonda or Midsummer versus Prodigal. Duh, we're, we're Midsummer stands. Midsummer so. stands. Good. Um, Capelia versus theme. Bye. Not even a contest theme. I had advances. Firebird versus theme. We're back on track. Back to theme. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had Scotch versus Stravinsky. You have Emeralds versus Stravinsky. I'm guessing you're always. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Well, you know that like <laughs> Emeralds wasn't my most fave to perform, but like no, but it is really gorgeous. No. And like you're and- saying, we have other Leotard ballets up in here. Mm-hmm. And we outlined like 
reasons like emeralds is the only ballet like it you know yeah exactly so i i I appreciate you keeping emeralds alive thanks boo then we have symphony in three versus either vienna or libus theater we both clearly chose symphony in three absolutely all right we're getting close this is very exciting we're down to the final eight is that do you call it that like in sports i guess for us it is now (laughs) final eight (laughs) all right you have allegro versus Nutcracker. I have PC2 versus Fortis. I'm going to guess you picked Allegro. What do you think I picked? Heck yeah. You had what? PC2 versus? Fortis. Fortis, I think. Oh, no. I picked PC2. PC2. You were right. It was the right choice. No, it was the right choice. You're right. It's funny, too, because I don't know. It's like I loved dancing PC2, but it was. it's pretty like it's not like in my top 10. Really? Oh, it's, it's totes in my top ten. It's not. I think ladies may be different. From- it's, yeah, the women are more involved. Like I, I love doing the pas de trois. That like elevates yeah. it definitely. Mm-hmm. But um, I just think it's such a special ballet. It's like, I mean, Serenade has no pre- Like the men have no presence in it. But I love doing right. Blueberry Boys <laughs> because I just <laughs> love being a part of it. It's like PC two. Even if you're, even when I wasn't doing the pas de trois. It's like you just feel lucky, like you're like a part of something that's super important and grand. And yeah. so I picked PC2. I got you. So we're down now to Barocco versus Diamonds for you and Barocco yep. versus Duo for me. I'm going to say we both picked Duo. Uh, Barocco, sorry. No? Oh, I went wow. Diamonds. You I mean, went Diamonds rogue. is a masterpiece. I know I went rogue. I started this too as another how dare I have to choose between these two. Because mm-hmm. you know Baroque is also like in my heart a very special performance piece, mm-hmm. like per- thing to perform for me. But I just had to go Diamonds because when you look at the overall way it makes the audience feel, I just think it's a powerhouse, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do we have um, left? We both have Midsummer. and we both have Theme. Mm-hmm. I made a specific choice here to not actually contest which one is, you know, a better ballet or anything. I just went Midsummer deserves the representation because I have PC2 over on the other side. Okay. I get you. You've got to check the house to balancing. Mm -hmm. I chose theme because I PC2 was missing for me. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Okay. I have Emeralds and Symphony in three and you have Stravinsky and Symphony in three. Yes. Um, Symphony in three. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because it's like, you know, there's, there's like, I feel, I don't know why, but I think that critics at large don't think of Symphony in three in the same, yeah, um, exactly. like it's not in the same upper echelon, uh, as Agon Fortis and Stravinsky. Mm-hmm. But why? I don't know. But why? I don't know. We'll have to ask. I think you're right. Do you think it's hard for the – I don't think it's hard for the audience to appreciate it, though, because it's always just like I think it makes a huge impact. Like it always oh, Symphony in three? felt that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think it's hard for – I think it's actually more accessible than the other works than the others, because it's yeah. just like the way Balanchine deploys huge groups are, mm. is just bonkers. It's like you're floored by it. Like the visuals, I mean, the radar, when the when – the, um, eight core girls are running through one another and then the principal woman is doing PK turns. It's like, I mean, who could think of that? Yeah, it's really incredible. Oh, yeah. what a great ballet. All right. So we're at final now, four? Final four now. Hey, what do we got? So I have Allegro versus Diamonds. And what do you have? PC2 versus Barocco. Oh, I did that. Interesting. So I'm changing my. What are you gonna do? No, you can't change it. No, you can. Why? I, I went know. to diamonds. Woo. I stayed diamonds. <sighs> well, I mean, I get it because it's still it's balancing Tchaikovsky. So, I mean, you just have to, right? I don't know. Like Maybe you, I'm wrong. You picked, you picked the the longer, bigger one. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly, it's like you get a little bit more bang for your buck. Right. What did I you mean, do? When, I picked I picked Barocco, but and then I, for a second there I was thinking I was going to pick PC two, but now I'm going to leave Barocco. I think it's okay. just very hard. It is so hard. All of and this then, now. I mean, now how do we choose? So now we have Midsummer versus Symphony in three, and I have Theme versus Symphony in three, and we picked Symphony in three. 
I wrote theme, but now okay. I really, I've, I've talked myself out of it already. And now yeah. I'm just, now I'm just here with Tchaikovsky and tutus at the end with diamonds and theme. Uh huh. It's funny that how that happens. Yeah. Cause I'm, yeah. Somehow. So what I are just, you going to choose for your winner? I have symphony in three versus Barocco. And then I ended up choosing symphony in three. I totally surprised myself with the diamonds for the win. Best balancing ballet. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, I really, that those memories of dancing it on are just so special. And I cried on stage when we turned around oh, face, yes. you know, when you turn yeah. around and then go back and we, yeah. the backdrop was sparkling the chandelier and I was just like, this is so oh, cool. I loved doing it so it was much. Great. And it's just really sad. Like I loved ballets coming back and experiencing them as old folk. You know, and then Jules never came back. And it for never us. came back for us. Right when we peaced out, right after that. Yeah. Dang. Oh well, I guess some things are meant well, to live in that moment only. That's true. That was so much fun. I'm so glad that was we fun. did that. Yeah. We I'm hope that everyone will do it with us. Yeah, that's great. Uh, definitely gonna share that because yeah. yeah. I want to see. I'm really curious what other people come up with. It's just I, I did not. I. If you had told me that I would end up with somebody in three, I would have probably said same no. diamonds for me. I was like, oh, Allegro, Allegro for sure, or um, PC two. But then I had to choose from them right at the get go. I also have like my pet favorites, like La Valse is something that I really love, even though I know that it's not like it's not going to make it to the end. Yeah, but like I would have thought it would have gone farther, but yeah. Um, I mean, I think overall we made. Great educated decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> All right. All right. Well, okay. Mikey, that was so much fun. I'm so glad we did that. We can't wait to see everyone's answers. Special shout out to Jack and Liz for giving us this awesome gift. So fun. Let us know what you think. Also, be yeah. sure to let us know what you feel about Zoom. That'll help us. And we have lots more good COD coming in the future to help with quarantine blues, we hope. Yay. All right. Thank you, Rebecca. Thanks, everyone. We can't wait to see your answers. Yay! Bye! Thank you for joining us this week. If you would like to support the Conversations on Dance podcast, there are a few ways that you can help. Click over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Download episodes when you listen to allow our analytics to better understand our listenership. Join our Facebook group, Conversations on Dance, Friends of the Pod, or you can offer a donation. Conversations on Dance has always been and will always be free to our listeners. You can help us continue to create and produce this unique behind-the-curtain look at the dance world by visiting conversationsondancepod.com support. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.